You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. And this is episode 28 of the Always Moto podcast. Welcome to the emergency department. As always, I'm your host, David Hogan, the physiotherapist from Australia. Just looking into all these things, injuries in moto, because that's what I like to do. Uh, We'll be going through on this show all things injuries in moto, because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. uh, And it's unfortunately just something that happens to all riders at some point in their careers. And we just capture those details so that you understand what's happening in the world of moto and why your favorite rider might have disappeared from the scene. And hopefully we can give you some details about their injury and about how long it is until they'll be back on track and you can be back there with a pit board or a sign or something or a towel waving it at them to get them to go faster. So we're going to be run through a big, a decent show today. Um, we'll be covering all things injuries heading into round 11 of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship that will be heading to Ironman um, this weekend. Along with an update from the Always Moto Fantasy League over there on the Pulp MX Fantasy game, uh, we're running that uh, with a few sponsors of ours uh, and some prizes are going out for the round winners in these last few rounds. So stick around for that chat, guys and girls. Um, see if you might be one of those people that might be winning a prize. Um, and no interview this week on episode 28. We're going to do a quick short show this week, just covering those injuries heading into the round. Uh, we've just, unfortunately for myself, uh, as you, the listeners know, um, I had my own uh, crash a few weeks back now. Still having a lot of medical reviews. Unfortunately, I did a fair few aspects of injury uh, and I need to see a lot of different specialists. So just had a few things tie me up this week. So time was short, uh, but we'll try and get another interview into the next show uh, if possible. So working on a few other things for off-season as well, um, so hopefully we'll be able to hear from us a few more podcasts in the near future. So short show coming your ways this week, uh, this this week, guys and girls, but it will be an awesome show none, nonetheless. So as always, this show is brought to you by, it's just brought to you by me, Always Moto. I bring you the show and I need your support to keep this going. 
We have some merch available to help support the show. Uh, it's just some T-shirts that we've put together. They are beautiful black casual T-shirts uh, with the Always Moto logo, logo front and center. They are $25 plus postage and handling in Australian dollars, people. So get on board with it. You can purchase it international. We'll ship it wherever you want to. Unfortunately, the postage is on your expense. But... Uh, it's not too bad people get involved support the show we appreciate the few people that have bought purchased these already and the few people that have just said look here's some money for the purchase um, don't worry about sending us the shirt we just want you to keep going and, and supporting myself and the show which is fantastic i appreciate that a lot people uh, i can can't imagine why you've done it but I appreciate that you're helping me out uh, and we're loving that the lights are staying on here at the Always Moto Podcast. So get your um, t-shirt, rock it at the races. To do so, we need you to email myself at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram. We can then work out where your address is for the uh, postage price uh, and then we can do the payment through PayPal, uh, which you can do just by searching Always Moto in PayPal and then sending the details uh, of the purchase order through there um, so please guys and girls get those in um, we hope we get these shirts out nice and quick we hope you can purchase them and then run the shirts at the races and get people involved and interested in the always motor podcast all right before we jump into the rest of the show we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the list of injuries from the emergency department ready for round 11 Hey, I'm Luke Neese, riding for the SGB Honda team, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. Thanks for listening, guys and girls. We're back on the Always Moto podcast. All right, we're heading into round 11. Uh, it's the second last round for the Pro Motocross Series. Uh, it's going to be out of Indiana this weekend for Ironman, so that'll be pretty cool. It's always a good track there, and it's been an interesting title chase so far in the 450 class. It's pretty damn tight. Uh, Chase Sexton and Eli Tomac going at it and hopefully it'll stay nice and tight heading into that last round. We don't want to see any blowouts so it'd be great to see this sort of thing go 1-2-2-1 for Eli and Chase and just make it so there's like one point between the two of them come last round because that would make an interesting battle there at uh, the final round at Parlour. So looking forward to that, hopefully to see some good racing again and, and look in the 250 class hoping to see as an Aussie, hoping to see Jet Lawrence get things back together and he's sort of just been cruising around the last few weeks, um, sort of stuffing things up at Unadilla, obviously, with a few crashes. Uh, and last week just seemed pretty content at Bud's Creek just to sort of take home that podium position without too much hassle. And hopefully this week at Ironman, I think he likes this track, so hopefully we'll see him, you know, really put it put it back to the field and, and get another win you know, and potentially make it so that you can wrap up this title nice and early, you know, Moto 1 or something at Parlour there. Uh, without the pressure that he had last year, like it was a bit of a, a shocker there that he had at uh, Hangtown last year with the title on the line, but he got it done. Hopefully he can do that again come uh, Parlour 2, but hopefully he's got a bit more of a cushion going into that. So let's jump into into the emergency department part of the show here and the injury list that you all come to listen to for the Always Moto podcast. And this week, the main thing that's jumped out off the page for us is the injury to Antonio Caroli. Uh, he unfortunately had a bit of a crash and managed to get run over. We believe it was by Barsha. Barsha had a bit of an interesting weekend, as many of you will know from all the social media stuff. But for Caroli, it seems that he's got a fracture to a metacarpal. Now, a metacarpal is a bone in your hand. 
Uh, so it's basically part of the, the, the bones that make up the palm of your hand there. And unfortunately for Antonio, that's going to mean that he will be out for about four to six weeks. Now, he's indicated straight away that obviously his aim is to be ready for uh, Red Bud for Motocross of Nations, which is in a couple of weeks. So hopefully he should be fine. And look, for small bones, it'll heal pretty well. Uh, and I dare say he'll be able to fight through that one. He was able to ride the second moto. This, this injury happened in the first moto. So he was able to ride that second moto without too much hassle. Uh, obviously off the pace, he didn't finish very high. I think it was 15th, but he's still able to ride through. And I'm sure if the push came to shove, he could get it done a bit more uh, in terms of the results page with that injury. But give it three weeks or so, which is when the um, Motocross Nations is on, he should be perfectly good to go uh, at that point. So all good for, for Tony there uh, with that Red Bull KTM. Next injury that came out only today, uh, Cameron McAdoo, number 48 from the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Only recently back from injury from that round one crash that he had with a sternum issue. Uh, he's managed to, during practice, dislocate a rib. Now, it's a quite difficult and quite painful one, that uh, injury there for Cameron. But he managed to race through the rest of the day, which is good. And he's planning to be at Ironman this week. Uh, so the, hopefully that hasn't slowed him down too much. But in terms of the rib, there's a few different parts that this could be. So it could be a true dislocation of the rib where the rib actually itself moves and comes out of the joint. It could be uh, most likely posteriorly right near the spine there. Uh, but then it could also be parts of the cartilage that come uh, dislocate. It could also be uh, the intercostal um, cartilage between the ribs that would dislocate. It could also just be that he's moved the ribs together and pinched the intercostal nerves. And so all of these things are what make up what they call a, a popped rib or a dislocated rib. Uh, they all sort of fall under one bracket here. Uh, they're not necessarily described separately in this, in this terminology here that we're using for this particular injury. So for Cameron, look, unfortunately for him, in terms of the injury, for lots of other areas of the body, you, you tape it, you brace it, um, you know, you support it in some method so that it won't actually move. But in this sense, obviously, you want your rib cage still to expand and contract with the breath uh, as you breathe in and out. But you can't really then obviously tape this too well around the whole area. You have to do sort of short base tapes on just one side of the lung, uh, on one side of the rib cage to that and then allow that part to be supported. Uh, so he can get some support there, but it won't be quite the same as if you were taping like the the wrist or the elbow or the knee or the ankle. The ankle's the best one to, to tape up. It, it, it holds really nicely. but So this one's a bit more difficult. But like I said, it's mostly the pain aspect in this, and especially if it's the intercostal section. It'll always move. It'll always sort of feel this like tearing and sharp stabby pain. Uh, and if he falls off and takes a whack to the chest, it will be even more painful. So, look, it's not nice for this one, but he will be able to get out on track. Most likely, he'll probably get an injection to kill the pain, which is completely legal. Um, for this, you can have one um, per, per day, I believe it is, for AMA Pro Racing. So, uh, he'll be managing that through this weekend and through the last weekend there at Parlour, and then he'll be able to take a couple of weeks off, as everybody will, and he'll be good to go again come probably about four weeks after, after the end of the season. Moving on, next on the list is Marshall Welton, number 285. He's been filling in there at that Twisted he T HEP Suzuki team. He also had, an, had a crash at Bud's Creek. Not sure exactly what he injured. His updates wasn't too clear, and we haven't got much more from the team or from him during the week. We've reached out a couple of times to both parties. Nothing in return, unfortunately, at this stage, uh, which you know is part of the game. The teams, and obviously that, are trying to 
get things working for him, ready to go for the next weekend if they're possible. Uh, and they're not necessarily thinking about getting in touch with us. But unfortunately, we haven't got much more there. We hope that he'll be at Ironman, but we're not sure of what the injuries are exactly, so we can't really comment on that. But So keep an eye on whether Marshall's on track in practice, and that will tell you whether he is there or not for uh, this round 11 at Ironman. Jerry Robbins, another one that's going to fit into this similar sort of category as Marshall Welton. Uh, so Jerry's number 97. He's right. He's a privateer this season. Uh, also had a bit of a crash at Red Bud. Uh, sorry, Red Bud at, at round ten at Bud's Creek. Um, he has just reported himself on his Instagram that he's banged up and sore as hell. Uh, but he's been uh, expecting himself to be at at Ironman also this weekend. But again, we've reached out to Jerry. Jerry's normally been pretty good and responded to us, but this week he must be obviously pretty busy. Uh, and hasn't got back to us. So we're not 100% sure, but we expect him to be in practice. So again, check the practice times. If he's there, he's there. If he's not, this is why. All right. Uh, so moving down the injury list here. So actually this week. So last week we thought that both uh, Seth Hamaker, number 47 from the Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Kawasaki, and Ryder Francesco, also from the Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Kawasaki team, we thought that both of them were back last week for Bud's Creek. That's what the press release from Pro Circuit uh, indicated on Thursday. Uh, little did we know that that wasn't going to be the case. Um, and then, funnily enough, Race Cowie um, put out a press release uh, uh, on the Saturday uh, Friday afternoon, and that was the one that we saw that then said that they actually, in fact, weren't racing. They weren't ready. So they've been held back a week they should both be good to go. Um, neither had massive injuries. Um, Seth obviously had a few just bruises from that uh, crazy endo over the bars at Unadilla. Uh, and then obviously Ryder Francesco, as we reported last week, had a rock hit him in the shoulder and send his arm a bit numb. It recovered reasonably well after the race, but they obviously just took the precautionary method there, give him a bit more time, uh, make sure he's all good before they popped him back on the track, which is fair enough. What's one week in the big scheme of things, uh, especially when you're not in the championship hunt? So both riders, we're expecting them to be back on track this weekend at Ironman. All right, next one on our list, Brandon Hartraft, number 41 from the HAP Twisted T Suzuki. He was an injury at Washougal. It was reported as right ankle and ligament tear and then nothing else since then. We've been keeping up with the updates from Brandon that he's popped out and the HAP team has actually popped out an update for him uh, this week on their social media channels. They've confirmed that Brandon actually needs surgery on that ligament tear. So he'll be much the same as Styles Robinson, who we've reported on previously, who also had surgery on his lateral ligament complex. I'm assuming it's the same aspect for Brandon. Usually these ankle injuries are always the lateral aspect or the outer part. You usually always roll your ankle inwards, catching those outside ligaments as an issue. Uh, and then if you've torn them completely, they won't unfortunately repair too well. You'll end up with a sloppy, lax ankle. Uh, so these guys have jumped in and Brandon's doing the same as Styles and getting those things reattached and making sure the ankle's nice and tight and stable for them. It's obviously important when they're trying to hold the bike at their feet uh, and steer, you know, off those pegs and, and obviously put their feet on the balls of their f uh, the pegs and the balls of their feet uh, for different aspects of their racing and technique. So it's super important. So, But it's only about a six-week repair, six to eight-week recovery time frame. Now, in this instance, the team has indicated that they're hoping to have him back for the World Supercross Series in October. Um, that time frame is going to be tight. Uh, if he's had surgery this week, it basically puts him at six weeks to the beginning of October. 
and that's when the series for that World Supercross is meant to begin. Uh, and I would think that Brandon's going to need another two weeks or so on that. So he might not actually make that. I will have to keep an eye on that to see how it goes. It also depends exactly how much damage was there and what's required in that surgery. So there's a few variables there that we're not aware of at this point in time. Obviously, that update from the team doesn't give us the specifics on the injury that we would need to comment correctly on that. So just keep an eye on that and watch this space as to whether he will be back in time for that series or if, in fact, he sits out until uh, AMA Supercross kicks off back in January. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Another returning rider this week will be Levi Kitchen. Uh, he was unfortunately injured before practicing midweek before Millville. Uh, he broke a wrist and had that repaired surgically. He's been off the bike now for uh, just under six weeks, I think that is. Uh, so he is actually... Uh, ready to come back for Ironman. He's been back on the bike for about two weeks, which is really quick recovery time. That surgery has obviously helped that happen a l- you know, really quickly. So Levi will be back on that Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha bike this weekend. His teammate as well, Matt LeBlanc, number 329 on that same team, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha. He broke his collarbone at Southwick. He had it plated, I'd gather. Uh, he is already back and ready to go as well. He'll be racing this weekend at Ironman also. And that's the list at this point This these uh, for all these guys and riders. They are having a few people come back, which is surprising given there's only two rounds to go. The only other one we're going to comment on here at this point is the Jeremy Martin uh, situation. So he, when he was comment, commentating uh, on the Millville round, he indicated that he was thinking about coming back for those last two races, which would be this one and the last one at Parlour. Uh, and that was the, the buzz that sort of sort of continued around for a couple of weeks there after Millville, but it's come out this week that it's not happening uh, and there is some reports that his shoulder is not ready for the racing side of things just yet, which I find a little bit interesting. I believe that he's been back on the bike for over six weeks now post his surgery and six weeks is a long time uh, in terms of racing and, and training. Obviously, probably not quite as much as a boot camp that they would do, which would be sort of in the range of eight to 10, sometimes out to 12 weeks that they would do preparing bef- before the season, uh, you know, to get this, get your body and your bike ready. And Jeremy has obviously then switched teams in this period too during this surgery. And I believe that that might be something to do with why he's not actually racing these last two, not just the shoulder as well. I would suspect that there would be, and this is pure speculation here, I have no evidence to back this up, it's just me speculating on it. I believe there would have to be some sort of contractual thing that says that he's not allowed to ride for another team, despite the fact that it's a Yamaha team that he was on previously, and he's on a Yamaha team now with Club MX. I'd still think that that original contract he had with Monster Energy Star Racing for this season would prevent him from racing for another team during this time. Despite the fact they released him, I dare say it's still pretty tight on the fact of the racing aspect. So uh, I'd say that's playing a part, but the information is that his shoulder just isn't ready for a 30-minute plus two moto twice in the day. So look, read into that what you will. Uh, He's not ready. I wasn't expecting him to be back this year anyway, um, so it's not really a big deal that he's not coming back for these two rounds uh it was just sort of more that he was bringing that uh out in his own accord during that commentating stint so interesting that he's not here but we expected him not to be back on track until supercross next year so it is what it is but that's the injuries at this point so two rounds to go guys and girls excited to see what happens this week i'm hoping for that 450 class to stay nice and tight and injury free for those top two guys in chase sexton and eli tomac 
hopefully uh, we can get some information and maybe some more camera angles on the uh, Justin Barsha, Dylan Ferrandis incident from uh, Buds Creek that got the DQ for Barsha. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's all going to go into the vault and nobody sees it ever again. Uh, but hopefully those two can behave themselves this weekend and uh, everyone can have a good race. All right, guys and girls, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be back with more of the Always Moto podcast shortly. I'm Brighton Carroll, riding for Team TCD, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, guys and girls, we are back. Thank you for sticking around and listening us to, listening to us here on the Always Moto podcast. We appreciate it. We love the listeners. Uh, and join in with us. Send us a message if you have a question, any questions about any injuries. You can DM us on Instagram. We're just always.moto. Uh, send us any questions you have about any of the injuries that you see when, our, when we're posting up these uh, information for the riders. Um, and don't forget to follow and read our full articles um, on these emergency departments over on fullnoise.com.au. All right, let's jump into fantasy talk. So we're always Moto Fantasy League here on the on the Pulp MX Fantasy Game. Uh, and thank you to our sponsors for that uh, Fantasy League, Coastal Motorcycle Center, Goat Brand MX, and False Neutral Industries. Now let's jump into, so the winner for round 10 uh, of the Always Moto Fantasy League. And let me just get that up to the right screen here. The winner was actually GMC230. Uh, he won Red Bud. So thanks to this week's round winner, um, oh, the prize winner, uh, I'm getting tangled up here. The prize for the round winner is a pair of knee brace socks from Goat Brand MX. So GMC230, um, get in touch with us via the Instagram page and we will organize to get you out that pair of fancy goat brand mx knee brace socks and you'll have choice of design uh, and you'll be able to rock those under your knee braces and they won't fall down awesome guys so um and in the overall series now we've got a couple of rounds left we've got two rounds to go we have a prize for each round left for the round winner next week's round so for round 11 this week at Ironman, the round winning prize will be another $200 store credit voucher with Coastal Motorcycle Center. And just a reminder, guys and girls, because the, that store credit can be used for just about anything, um, it, the postage is then potentially on you uh, can just in case you're purchasing tires um, or, or big bulky heavy items. So um, just a reminder, guys, that postage is on you, but you get that $200 store credit. Uh, it will get you a fair way. Just ask our previous round winner who got that same prize um, for Zub, um, Phil Zub. He uh, got that prize last time. He's probably in the running for this one and maybe he'll get a bit more extra stuff sent his way. We'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, so that postage side of things, guys and girls, we just got to cover that uh, just now so that you are aware. But the $200 store credit is up for grabs again this weekend. And then for round 12, it'll be another set of knee brace socks uh, from Goat Brand MX. So should be a pretty good uh, finish to the season, and then we'll be uh, looking for those round uh, for the series winning prizes. So our first, second, and third overall place getters will get a five hundred dollars store credit for first from Coastal MX. Second place will be Goat Brand MX um, knee brace socks, and third place will be um, a prize pack from False Neutral Industries. Um, and we thank you, those three brands, for your support of the league. Um, so so far, heading into that final few weeks here. The overall standings are as follows. First place is Digit975 with a little handy lead. Uh, got a, about 102 points on the field. So 
looking pretty good for that overall prize unless there's a massive stuff up. Um, and second place is MX Goat on four 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 seven points. Um, and then Phil Zub uh, is four four two five. So not too much gap between second and third there. Uh, and then fourth place is GMC 230. Not too far back, about, uh, what's that, about 29 points back from third. So there's still a chance for that one. Uh, and look, even fifth place, J Plant 91, 4,381. Not too far out of it either. So there's still a little bit of chance for a bit of swing here. Um, and then look, all the other place getters, um, Santa Quad in sixth, BD Wilson 24 in seventh, Grino 22 in eighth, MX Nut in ninth, Clinton uh, three laps down in 10th. Uh, and look, myself, I've had a shocker last two weeks um, ever since my injury and I've had to start tipping again. Uh, myself, I was lucky enough to use those uh, mulligan tips uh, that the Pulp MX Fantasy game allows. Um, when I've had to start tipping again, I've had some absolute crap rounds. So I need to get my head back in the game. I'm in 15th currently, so I need to pick it up a lot. Uh, and look, I got ahead. I got to get myself about another hundred points or so to get myself back into the game, into at least somewhere near the top ten. So that's the aim for the rest of the next two rounds. Got to be, got to pick it up a bit. So look, guys and girls, there's a bit of stuff still to go here. We got two weeks ahead. We got two prizes for the week winners, uh, and then the overall winners. And I forgot to mention this on the last podcast, but we are doing a hundred dollar store credit for Coastal Motorcycle Center uh, for those. For the person who shares their team the most on their Instagram story and then tags in the three sponsors and myself uh, on their post. So if you, at this stage, nobody's done it. If you get out there and do it once, you might win yourself an extra $100 store credit. So for those guys and girls that are that are in that championship hunt, maybe get that extra posting in there and then you might be able to actually get yourself a little bit extra stuff from Coastal. Um, so keep that in mind guys and girls but thanks to those sponsors again coastal motorcycle center goat brand mx and false neutral industries all right that's the always motor fantasy league over on pulp mx fantasy game let's uh quick take a quick break and then i think we're going to close out the show hey this is Caden amrine riding for monster energy luke soil ktm team tether racing and you're listening to the always moto podcast all right, guys and girls, we're back. We're just going to close this thing out here for the Always Moto podcast. Thanks for listening again. As I said at the top, it's a bit of a short show this week. Limited time, so no interview. Uh, we're going to get to some more interesting content and some interaction with other riders and potentially some uh, industry people in the next few weeks, um, particularly once we get into this off-season period. Uh, and then we'll start trying to build some content towards the World Supercross and we'll probably try and do something for MX of Nations. We'll see how that all plays out and how much time we have for all of this stuff. But thank you for listening to the episode 28. Don't forget to send in those T-shirt orders. We need that uh, support from you guys to keep this show on the road. You can email us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram to get your order in. They're $25 plus postage and handling uh, and the payment is through PayPal. So get those messages in uh, and let us get those shirts to you to start wearing ASAP. Just a reminder, we need you to follow us on social media for, to stay up to date with all things injury and moto. Just search Always Moto and then follow and subscribe. From the podcast aspect, can we make sure that all you guys have subscribed to the feed so that you're not missing the next show? 
we don't want you to miss out on any of the content that we're putting out. So make sure you're subscribed in your favorite podcast app. And if your podcast app allows, please leave our show a rating out of five stars. Hopefully it's five. Hopefully, hopefully it's five. Uh, if it's not, don't leave it. I don't really want one stars. But uh, if it's five, by all means, tick that five stars and get us a rating. It will help us continue to be found by new listeners. So please do so. It will support us in more ways than one. Don't forget to check out all of our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au. That's our our parent site there, basically. Uh, I get to write some content for Full Noise, uh, and they have lots of interesting information over there. Uh, about all things across the moto world. So there's lots of results from all around the world from moto events, as well as all up-to-date team press releases, etc. So check out fullnoise.com.au. But that's it, guys and girls, for another show. Thank you for listening to the Always Moto podcast. Remember, be smooth to be fast, because if you're not, I will probably be seeing you right here in the emergency department. <laughs>